0: Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, welcome to the Old Dad Jazz Podcast. I'm your host, Matyash, and today I have with me, Sarah Strong, and we're going to talk about her being an intuitive life coach, what that entails. We're going to talk about love, her background, moving from Australia to the United States. We're going to talk about her connection to Yogananda, we're going to talk about her spiritual experiences, her consistent practice of meditation which i think is key because if you consistently practice something you're gonna get a lot farther with it than if you don't and she's gonna relate how other people say oh meditation doesn't work for me it doesn't work because maybe they haven't done it long enough to for it to work we're gonna talk about the galactic federation of light Ooh, we're gonna talk about the idea that you cannot go somewhere if you have a known it's opposite. Very interesting idea. This and much more in today's podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast.
1: Welcome to the new episode of All the Jazz. I'm your host, Matias, and I have with me Sarah Strong. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: You're coming in strong. <laughs> I lo- Always. I love the uh, I love the last name. Is there, is there a particular story about um, that you know in your family about your last name?
2: Well, it's just it's my dad's It's a, my dad's name. It's from England. My Hi. dad dad was born in Newcastle in England, so it's a very common English surname
1: hmm it's not too far from where i am in glasgow actually probably mm-hmm. driving is like three hours away mm-hmm. for true. people that don't know um yeah so you're a intuitive life coach so um okay so i have a lot of guests that i have on have a particular journey and uh did, did you have like a spiritual experiences and all that when you were really young
2: yeah, I started having experiences when I was about well actually the first most significant one was when mm. at conception. I remember back to when I became life. When I first became life, I had a flash of the entire timeline. Wow. That I came here as an awakened soul. So I obviously at you know I, I had this flash most recently that I remembered I could see everything that was going to take place. Major, more likely major events, not every single tiny detail, obviously, because that would be quite a lot of information, but I knew there would be a a split in humanity. I knew that this time in life would happen. And I knew that there'd be certain, I knew very, very specific details (coughs) about the events uh, that are affecting the world at the moment. So that was like one very significant one that I've remembered most recently. And then the, the other ones, I I remember always being psychic and telepathic as a kid, and I was mm-hmm. I grew up in the Christian church, so I would hear people's minds, I would hear people what they were thinking, and I made a decision at that age that I really didn't want their God because their God because of how they acted around their God, I wanted a God that was way more. Like loving
0: <laughs> right, right, right.
2: loving and you know i didn't i had my idea of god and it was not the same as theirs so yeah it was very it's very interesting being empathic feeling things knowing things hearing things that a kid it's not they're not supposed to hear that kind of stuff but i, I never told anyone so i was in i was intuitively guided not to tell anyone my gifts because it wouldn't have been accepted within the christian yeah
1: community. people people think that well i think still a lot nowadays people if you have some kind of uh telepathic ability or anything like that people i think people would freak out Mm
2: -hmm, Um, mm -hmm.
1: can we can is there so if if i uh if i start to think of something are you able to like tune in and be like yeah you're thinking of this (laughs) can we
2: (laughs) Uh we could try. I, I, the, the, this is kind of like, okay, the difference between a psychic and like, what's what's the other word? Like a fortune teller. Right. That's what, that's what a fortune teller kind of does, reads minds and kind of like deciphers what, you know, what the person's thinking in order to make it a quick buck. I don't oh. do that. Mm-hmm. And I've never really, you know, like, I guess, I don't know, to play around. I've tried it with numbers and things like that, but really yeah. it's, My, my, um, my, like, pact with my crew, so my, I have, I'm, I'm part of the Galactic Federation and the Intergalactic Federation of Light, and so the pact that we have is that we use our gifts for the betterment of humanity and for the benefit of all sentient beings, which includes for us animals, plants, literally everything on this planet, and so doing stupid things like that, it's kind of superfluous to our mission you know we, we stay pretty focused on mission uh, so yeah having a fun is different you know like if you'd like to know some some really something really beautiful about your life we could tune in an absolutely oh channel. yeah
1: okay we we can that do in that. rather can do that than that
2: playing games with the gifts all right um, I, i'm totally you know like we just stay quite focused on, especially when we're tuning into the energy because we can channel whatever you want. So to channel a number that you're thinking, we could use the time way more. Um, effectively I, okay,
1: and, um, I, I get that. Okay, so yeah. right, right. So there's, uh, there's a sense that we don't want to trifle our time away by, by yeah. playing these <laughs> games. And instead we want to be more um, productive with our time. yeah yeah okay uh and you are uh from australia i can i i i've lived in hostels and obviously i don't know if you know about hostels in uk there's a lot of australians and (laughs) they usually walk around barefoot and all that uh, (laughs) and they talk about vegemite and sometimes they have vegemite with them actually (laughs) (laughs) and it's fun the australians a lot of fun so um so how, how did you then decide, that were you guided to move to the United States?
2: Uh, so that was a, it's funny, I'm, I'm writing a new book at the moment. I'm literally just writing that part of my journey, oh, wow. how I came back to the States. Uh, in it's, it's Awakening the Divine Feminine, my book called Awakening the Divine Feminine. Uh, so it was an offer actually that I had been given in 2015 to come and work for an entrepreneur over here. And the offer fell through at that time. And then it was offered to me again in 2018. Mm -hmm. So I was very, I wasn't enjoying living in Australia. I haven't lived in Australia very much in my life. I've lived mostly in England. I was in London for 14 years. And then I just jumped back to Australia for a couple of years. And it's, it just was too small for me. I've lived globally for so long that Perth was just uh, way too small.
1: Oh, yeah. I lived in okay, Perth. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I was in Perth. <laughs> no offense to Perth, but it is a smaller town compared exactly. to Melbourne or, or Sydney, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, I find all of Australia small because of the, I've lived there my whole life. You know, I lived in Sydney. I, li- I lived in Perth. Actually. Okay, okay. So I was in Perth and I got this opportunity to to work in Miami. And I jumped at the, at the opportunity because I really wanted to live outside Australia again and it was a great it was a great opportunity for me at the time it was my dream job right uh it didn't turn into my dream job but it got me to the U.S. and and hence why I can stay and be here now
1: oh wow so it had the 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 gifts of uh Let's say the, the the visa, as shall we say. <laughs> yeah,
2: so help me get here and stay here. Exactly, it was a it was a visa gift at the beginning, yeah for sure.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like with uh, I have a similar thing now with UK because uh, I've been away for a long time, but uh, because I've spent so much time here, they um, they granted me the the what they call uh, settled status. So and and I was like really surprised by that because I wasn't I wasn't expecting it. So do you think that's a kind of a sign from the universe when something happens, uh, good happens, when you're not expecting it and you're like, oh wow, this is uh, this happened and uh, it feels so good (laughs) that it happened.
2: For sure, what it's what I like to call and also what the road less traveled called synchronicities and then uh, there's another book called the Celestial prophecies they call them coincidences like when those things start to happen over and over again they start you they give you a lot of energy if you learn to stop and really recognize those moments in time as a synchronicity that they start to give you more energy and then that energy creates more energy creates more creates more so that's where um yeah when life is slower, when, pe- when you have, you know, for some people, they know how to slow down, some people get illnesses, some people like hurt themselves in some way to help them stop and really see that the synchronicities are happening in every single moment, the synchronicity is happening. So even, so for me, I see numbers, I might see fifteen fifteen. like I have my clock set to 24 hour clock, for some strange reason, I don't even know why.
0: Right. Um,
2: but you know, I see fifteen, fifteen. I see fourteen, fourteen, or eleven, eleven. Like the, that happens, and maybe I'll, I, you know, I might see someone, and that person might be talking to someone on the phone who's called Sarah. You know, so these little things, and then I always like, I always capitalize on those moments and like connect with that person or whatever I'm guided to in the moment. You know, sometimes I'll get that person's details or add them on Facebook or, you know, if someone says I've got a nice dress, sometimes it's appropriate just to say thank you. But sometimes I know that that person, maybe they want to connect on a deeper level for some reason and, you know, they'll, we'll follow each other on social media or for some other reason, you know. So that there can be a, a deeper underlying message in any of those moments. And it's, it's awesome to start mm. to look for them. It's, really, it's life enhancing to look for them.
1: Do, do you find that um, people named Sarah like you are kind of uh, uh, strong with a strong kind of vital energy? Cause I had a guest on, uh, her name was, her name is Sarah Jennings. I actually met her. I went to her birthday party cause she's in Scotland as well. Um, but she has a, I would say she's a type of person that's really a, a go getter really um, gets stuff done and, it's very quick to, to transition from ideas to, to action. Where I am I, I'm, I, I, I'm learning to, to be more like that, but I've always been more like an idea person, but I want to be more um, um, action. So yeah, long story short, my question is about, oh, sorry about this, my alarm just went off. <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> that was reminding me not not to get off track with my yeah. questions. <laughs> so basically is it do you think it's a vibrational thing with the name
2: uh, oh, Sarah, a Sarah. Question. actually mm-hmm. I'm not sure maybe I I've met a lot of really vibrant fun Sarah's and I can't remember there's usually more than one in my sphere. I have a lady uh, I've just met down in Key West. Her name is Sarah. <clears throat> and yeah, we're both intuitives. It could be, and there's often, there's things in numerology that would be connecting that as well. Yeah. In the name with each letter representing a different number. So yeah, you're probably right. There's probably something very vibrational about the name that would cause us to be similar in some respects for sure.
1: Mm. i saw on facebook that you you were um uh, in the area of sedona is that
2: Uh uh-huh i'm currently in phoenix okay wow but you're very
1: close you're very Very close (laughs) and sedona is very special in my heart because uh the late david R. hawkins was there which was a very influential spiritual teacher in my life and uh yeah but but sedona by itself has an amazing energy right
2: it does indeed yes yeah. so i was there in may and june of this year and i'm heading up there on the on the 10th uh of the 10th of october with a friend just for the day we're gonna just drive up there and and do what we do in sedona go to the <laughs> shops and go to the yeah. go to nice lunch and maybe do a hike maybe do a like a little creek hike and go for a swim
1: right it's, i still I want think, to go back
2: yeah you must so, um one What's so magical about Sedona is that there's a lot of quartz crystal in all of the rocks that are mm. surrounding, and and hematite, a lot of iron in the rocks. So it's very magnetizing. So if there's good things going on in your life, it magnetizes them. If there's things that you need to look at, that also magnetizes them. So <clears throat> a little warning. Uh, there's got she's going to hit the fan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh you, you so you think um the uh, the energy system the vortexes in sedona are a good precursor of what's happening with humanity
2: i i would say on more on a personal level so okay okay, okay. If, if, like an upheaval so if there's if you're if you're doing your shadow work if you're facing the stuff the the darkness that is in your soul that needs to be cleansed, awesome. Yeah. And if you're not, Sedona will bring it to the surface. Oh wow. For sure.
1: Yeah, I think that the spiritual energy of Sedona, they, there's a, there's like oh, I thought I turned you off. My goodness. Okay, it's turned. It should be turned off now. <laughs> oh sorry. Um, the yeah, the energy like there's a the, there's a Buddhist stupa there. Yes. And, uh, I think that by itself radiates energy. That's, that's amazing.
2: Yeah. Actually we were there when I was there the last trip we went around the stupa.
1: Yeah. I was there a couple of times and the stupa, uh, is amazing. Do you have any, um, you said you had a Christian background, well, which denomination was it?
2: Pentecostal.
1: Pentecostal. So it's kind of
2: speaking in tongues, dancing, singing. Mm. A lot of, I mean, still lots of preaching, but a lot of, a lot of worship, a lot of singing.
1: Yeah. And what's your, um, uh, how has your spiritual practice evolved over time?
2: Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call myself uh, like what they call a Christian today. I definitely am a follower of Christ. I love Jesus and Mary and God. I am, I use those words in my life, you know, like, I I travel with the Ascended Masters, they're part of my guide team. So how, wow, how my spirituality has evolved? That's a a magical question, babe, thank you. Um, So I started meditating in about 2001 slash two. So I've had a very long meditation journey and I started doing very basic, like 10 minutes in the morning every day. I've literally probably haven't meditated for probably five days in over 20 years, because I love it so much. And I know, like, the effect that it has on my daily life is so magical and so deep, Mm. that I'm just so drawn to it. So this morning, I I think I woke up, I probably started waking up at 4am this morning, I did go to bed very, very early, but I got up at five, just after five, and I started my meditation practice and probably meditated for about 40 minutes this morning. And then you know and then after yoga this morning then I did another deep meditation I you know I, I almost had an out of body experience then tonight I'll do at least another 15 20 minutes before going to bed as well so that has formed the basis of my spiritual practice and I don't call myself anything I believe in everything today literally I believe in you I believe in energy I believe in love I believe in every that every single person has a responsibility to themselves to give to themselves in a spiritual way. Mm. Now I know that not everybody does, but we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So that, that that's the basis of my spirituality today is that you've got a soul in you, I've got a soul in me, and I just want to love the shit out of everyone. Right. <laughs> you know? So that that is that is my my ethos, is just you, I am love, you are love. We are all going we come we came from love and we're all going back to love so in whatever capacity we can to get there with each other i know that's hard i know we're all human and we'll have like hiccups and pain along the way but it's having that main focus of of love that is my primary that's my primary drive today mm. so it's evolved from from Christianity, I was 13. I decided that wasn't for me. And then I I just started to seek and search from that age. I moved to London when I was 24. I started my meditation and yoga practices back then. So I've been doing both of those for, for more than, I think, 19 or 20 years. So 21, 2001. Yeah, so about 19 to 20 years I've been doing those practices. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, for that amount of time. And it's really magical. Like, people come to me and, and they... And they're like, oh, I tried meditation, it doesn't work. I'm like, how many times did you try? And they tell me, oh, once or twice. I'm like, I tried it for 12 years and I, and I still didn't think it worked, but I kept trying it because it, it still had an impact on my life, even when I felt like it wasn't working. And then I was at a, an Osho retreat in England mm-hmm. and I had a very, very magical experience. So we, there's a lot of dynamic meditation and we were doing a dancing meditation one night and we, you dance and dance and dance and move, and then like you just stop in one in one movement. You just stop, and in this one moment of stillness, I, I felt the energy of Osho touched my soul, and my whole energy system just changed, and my meditation practice changed from that day. I I felt like I could drop straight into straight into samadhi, straight into total bliss state. Like close my eyes and, and drop straight in, and then. Another book that I read that really influenced my meditation practice was the Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda.
1: Oh yeah, very and famous.
2: Yeah. I'm just getting, I'm getting chills now, even him in mean, his here. So uh, he travels with me as well. I'm, I'm part of their lineage. I was, um, his teacher in a past life. I was Sri Yukteswar in, um, uh, in a past life, and he's made it very clear to me that I'm, I'm part of their, their lineage, that their, their living lineage you know, in this lifetime uh westernized obviously but uh in that book there's this description of the seat of the soul that i had never felt or experienced before which is a place in the mind that goes from the third eye straight back halfway back inside your head and then a a place from the middle of your head straight down so there's this there's this area that when you meditate and focus on that area it connects you to the divine and your soul Mm. is a an interconnecting point that is very very powerful and I started doing that uh, on a daily basis probably a year ago now or maybe two maybe two years ago I read that book yeah I think two and then that revolutionized the way uh, I meditated as well so it's always a practice they call it a practice because you, you never get it <laughs> <laughs> right
1: but it seems like you're the uh, consistency with which you meditated for Almost twenty years now. As obviously, yeah. um, it's almost like uh, I linking it to uh, in money that there, there's a thing called uh, compounding.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So I think it's kind of the same with uh, with what we do in life. Like, it, uh, if you do a certain thing over and over and over again, there's certain uh, residual stuff that also will start to compound on it. Yeah. Uh, you so. Like people that practice basketball a lot, like those, there will be inevitably um, better than those that that you know only practice once a week. And there's there's certain things that if you do it with consistency and uh, and with that, if you also do it with intensity, that you know you can't replicate any 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 other way. Really,
2: mm, you're so right. You're so right. And that's um, and that's the be it part of meditation that I actually have started writing a book on meditation as well. Uh, right. Kind of taken backseat to, to the next, this next one I'm writing, but it, the title of the book is called meditation doesn't work in big print and then small print it happens because it's like, if you're trying and trying and trying at it, it will never happen. It's when you totally surrender to the practice, is when it starts to have an effect. And for those of you out there that would like to start meditating, I actually do a meditation group every Tuesday night. So um, I'll, I'll tell people at the end how they can get in touch with me, but also meditating in groups really, really, really helped mm. at, the, at the beginning. So when I first was starting to deepen my practice, I would sit in groups of 20 or 30 people, and also listening to teachers, we had a lot of teachers come over from India in London and Rinpoche's and holy, holy masters and you know, enlightened beings, all sorts of beings, uh, lamas, things like that would come and give teachings. So, uh, Sadhguru is an amazing teacher that you can find him all over oh, yeah. YouTube, he's amazing. There's uh, Ram Das, uh, Osho is also another amazing teacher that you can listen to on, on YouTube. There's so many teachers, they help you because they are, they're an embodiment of bliss. Mm. They're an embodiment of the energy that they're, they're in a waking state, but they an embodiment in a waking state of the bliss of meditation because they have, they have meditated so much that they hold the bliss state and they are it. In their waking moments hmm. so it's always it's awesome like even with your eyes closed listening to their words that will help resonate like vibrate your body and vibrate your energy at a higher level because they're already at that level and it's all energy and so whatever's coming through comes through the TV, it's all electromagnetic energy and waves. So whether it's a recording or not, the same amount of vibration, the same level of energy is still vibrating through the TV or your iPhone or your phone or whatever, whatever device you're looking at it, you get the energy of that person. So with an intention, that's most important to have an intention when you're listening to it. If you're closing your eyes, you're having set the intention that you aim to go into a meditative state, a deep relaxation state when you're listening to it, that, will mm-hmm. be that you'll get the most benefit out of that.
1: There's also, I don't know, do you know the uh, uh, country singer Johnny Cash? Yes. He made a promise one time to his mother that he's going to read the, the, the New Testament, make like an audiobook. And he did. I once listened to it. He's, he had a, like an incredible voice, right? Mm-hmm so he read the whole uh new testament and, and listen listened to it and it was quite amazing but then you come to the revelations and it kind of that that scared me
0: <laughs> <laughs> i
1: mean i've heard stuff before about it but that, listening to it i was like whoa so um but i think if people listen to like um uh you know um what's uh, what's the hindu holy book my my gosh I guess this is like know? Bhagavad Gita, right? The second time I forgot on a podcast. Bhagavad Gita, uh, if you listen to that, even on audio form and you meditate on it, because I'm sure there is a version on audio, you can listen to it. And yeah, that's also like uh, amazing or just like meditating on a simple passage that that you really like in a, in a spiritual book and just getting the essence. I guess that's kind of contemplation as well. What would you differentiate contemplation and meditation
2: so a meditation practiced is best done eyes closed there Mm. is some practices that like are a fixed a fixed gaze where that's more difficult or that's that's more easy for some and more difficult for others so whatever whatever you would like to learn it's like go and find the one that makes you feel the best at the beginning do something that's easy so meditation is best done with eyes closed whereas contemplation I believe is more around journaling or reading something and maybe sitting and and just pondering the information or allowing the information to integrate and settle in in your soul. So contemplation for me, I feel like it's more about reading something and then contemplating on the reading and Mm. maybe journaling around it, whereas meditation is an internal practice. Contemplation is, is almost connected to an external tool, a book. A, a podcast whatever
1: whatever you're into yeah there, there's a quote I really love and I, I'm interested in what you, your take on it is it's goes something like that uh, victory over others brings you satisfaction but victory over yourselves brings you over yourself brings you joy it's and
2: Who's the quote? Is it? It's not Confucius,
1: is it? And no, it's it's by David Hawkins, who who was oh. uh, I think he lived in Sedona for the last thirty years of his life. Yeah. Wow. It
2: yeah. sounds very Taoist. It sounds like Lao Tzu. I mean, those kinds of things. It's like dominion over your own mind is the most powerful <clears throat> is the most powerful gift that you can give yourself. Right. That's where meditation is essential you cannot have dominion over your your ego mind and your like waking mind without the content like turning the gaze within
1: right i think this is like a message also to myself to meditate more because i i i did like have sporadic periods in my life where i meditated but then i kind of stopped so i need to i need like what you have consistency i i will, I, I i need that i want that <laughs> you know and, and maybe maybe the key is to start really small, like five minutes a day or something and then build build up. Right.
2: Absolutely. I wrote that in a post this week. Mm. Literally, even if you start with five minutes in the morning, maybe you can stop. Say if I say it's eight o'clock, eight a.m. You do five minutes, then you stop at 12 o'clock and do another five then you stop at three o'clock and do another five and at 7 p.m. or before bed, you do another five. You've done 20 minutes of meditation mm. and it's way better than just saying, I can't do anything at all right. because that's, that's the comment that I have gotten, all the responses I've gotten from so many people when I talk about meditation. People may be having problems or they may be feeling frustrated or have anxiety or be, be, have unrest in some way in their life. And the first question I'll ask them is, do you meditate? And if they say no, I'll ask them why not. And then they'll tell me that it doesn't work. And it's like, how long have you tried? <laughs> and then it's like, I've tried once or twice. It's like, okay, so try again and try it differently. Try it until it feels good. Even try with one minute. Like 60 seconds is better than than nothing. So it's like breaking it down to bite-side pieces where it just feels like a flow. If meditation doesn't feel like a flow, you're not gonna if you're not gonna benefit from it anyway. Right. So, yeah it's taming it's taming the mind and it's meditation is the most amazing thing for taming taming the mind
1: it's kind of like uh you know if somebody is going to the gym it's like oh i tried and i went uh, once or twice but i didn't get a muscular body and it's the same thing nobody you know everybody would be, would laugh at that you know because like obviously it takes time and people have an understanding of that that physical stuff Takes time, but it's no different. Mental stuff, also, and spiritual stuff takes time. You can just like um, meditate intensely for fifteen minutes and fifteen minutes, and then all of a sudden your life is gonna be all magical and like, ooh, you know, I live, I live with the hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. No, it doesn't happen like that. <laughs> it happens. usually. It takes takes a lot of time. You know, you need to work at it, right?
2: Mm-hmm. It's so true. And another thing another great way to start I men- after mentioning uh, exercising gave you the idea and was a suggestion to me is doing something active before sitting down and trying to meditate mm. so if you if you're a runner, if you're a swimmer, if you're a dancer, if anything that activates the body first because it's much easier for the mind to rest if the bodies are just being active like moments before so even trying to meditate or <laughs> meditating after after a jog or after going and being active in some way can really help as well.
1: Yeah. You know, this reminds me, I, I was once listening to a QA and a with Hawkins and there was one guy that said, Oh, with meditation, he kind of wants like, he, he wants like uh, to listen to disco music mm-hmm. and, and Hawking just said, well, it's, it's too much physical energy. You just need to exercise before and <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <or> go, <to laughs> go dancing or something or, or are you running or something <laughs> before yeah. because uh, i think uh, that's um the balance of life you need to if if you have a lot of vital energy and you need to, to get the physical out obviously that would be very helpful
2: yeah
1: all right
2: and most people have that a lot <laughs> so maybe not everyone loves exercising or not everyone loves to dance or sing or, or move or run but everyone has that energy here so literally every single soul has that mental energy in the mind so it's like whatever whatever helps you get that energy from the mind down into your heart center because that's where you're going to benefit in a meditative practice is if your energy is from your mind into your heart so even if that's like sitting upside down or like bending over and putting your head down so you get blood rushed to the head or whatever it is. It doesn't even need to be that active. I am understanding that not everyone can be active. Maybe someone's not well or somebody has something wrong with their body or yeah. you know they're not fully able. But there's always something, if you can use your arms, you could like shake your hands or whatever you can do. There's always, or just stretch your neck or very light things. It's like just getting that energy from the mind into the rest of the body is really essential.
1: Yeah, I do like tai chi <laughs> exactly.
2: anything that's that, anything that's easy and yeah
1: uh, so what's the uh, you mentioned before uh, like intergalactic uh, federation yes okay <laughs> so you explain to my audience and me as well what yep. it is
2: <laughs> awesome so hence why i love this background on I, I feel space. it so in, in the stars exactly i am a star being i'm a star tra- i'm a star traveler So I've traveled from many star systems, planets, all over our galaxy and beyond. So Mm -hmm. hence the intergalactic. So what that means is that I've gone, I've been in many, many different life forms. For example, Pleiadian, I've been Pleiadian, Arcturian, Andromedian, Syrian, Lyran, Lemurian, Atlantean. There is many, many more that I, I've they call me a galactic mutt up there, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I've been all I like, traveled through all the stars and I've chosen to be on earth at this time to be in service to this the great awakening. So I've traveled into um, so the galactic federation of light include the Pleiadians at the moment, the Arcturians, and Dramedians. and then the but inter- not everyone.
1: Why not, not everyone?
2: Not everyone, no, because um, not every race has um, interest or has the authority to have a presence e- energetically here or cares to. Mm. So um, the Pleiadians are extremely active with humanity. Uh, the Andromedians, uh, Arcturians are also, they also have a vested interest in our development that they are active. And so there's some of the races that are inactive, but they're observers and there's some of the races have other things to do and other planets to uh, to take care of. <laughs> so uh, they all have different soul missions. And so, they, yeah, there's, there is many, there is many, there's more like taking care of earth right now than there has ever been. And we're, um, there's a lot of us who are earthbound. They call us um, the earthbound. It's kind of a play on words because we're, we're kind of bound to earth as well. I, I gave up, being able to go back to the stars. I'm um, bound to earth eternally.
1: Really? Eternally? um, Wow.
2: Eternally, yes. So it's that in human terms and my human self, that kind of gives me a lot of sorrow because I love being in the stars and I love being with my galactic family and intergalactic families. Although in the spirit, we're always connected anyway. It's just so um, earth is very important. Earth is actually very important in the whole uh, galactic plan and the energetic shift that Earth is making into Ascension at the moment. So there was something else they wanted me to mention about this. So, yes, so there's many, many, many beings who are known as starseed beings on the planet at the moment. And one part of my new part of my business is starseed coaching. So there's a lot of people that are very, very sensitive. A lot of them will be psychic, empathic, telepathic and be healers a lot of them a lot of the starseed beings are on earth to step into their healership so that is one of my plans and missions on earth is to be a, a beacon of light for those beings so they can get fully activated into all of their gifts and and serve the, the communities and the people that they came here to serve uh so <laughs> yeah does that answer your question or do you need more i extra? think
1: so i i think so it's like um but it's basically the, the, the star seed uh, races. Is this like uh, this dimension? Like they are somewhere in the galaxy or are they different <clears throat> dimensions?
2: Other dimensions. So, okay. so they can enter our dimension. We're on the third dimension. And then when we go to sleep, that's the fourth. So, and then the fifth and above is where we're ascending to. And then mm-hmm. once you see, the, it's very difficult to describe these things in detail with the human language. A lot of uh, the human language is extremely limited in it's it, it, like verbally into its right. describing the dimensions. So we think that the dimensions are separate. The dimensions are not separate. They're always like weaving and interwoven and they are flowing into each other and out of each other. Um, so when they can enter their third dimension, they cloak themselves so that they're not seen by humanity, although they do crop circles and they do all sorts of fun things that to let us know their presence is here. Mm. So they, they've, they've been doing those sorts of things for, for years, uh, thousands of years, actually they came and they helped the, um, Egyptians build the pyramids. They came and had, they've had a presence on earth for a very, very long time. So, um the, like they have entered the, into the third dimension but they're always working on all of the other dimensions like sh- basically shining light in on onto earth for her ascension to help with their ascension process
1: okay um let me see if i should ask this uh what because <laughs> it's always tricky uh to when i record a podcast so ask uh, but um you said you your your channel information for obviously we, we were gonna do like a play on thing early um, but uh okay, so what what is the um you obviously you know your mission, but what is let's say what is part of my mission Let, let's let's not go into all my mission because I don't think that will be revealed anyway and i I probably wouldn't want to want that, but I guess is doing this part of my mission probably is, I'm guessing.
2: So the first thing that came through is communication for you, like the in, in shiny lights, communication mm. and and communicating information. So hence why you're drawn to doing podcasting, because that's obviously really in alignment with how to communicate information. It's a channel to, to get information out there. Yeah. Uh, so they're saying you have deep ties to Ireland as well. So islands? which yeah, islands? Ireland? Ireland. Ireland.
1: Said, oh, Ireland. I've never been to Ireland. <laughs> oh, I need to go. <laughs> so
2: they're showing me a lot of Celtic um, kind of Druid energy for you um, to, to you that you will draw a lot of your gifts from going and visiting Ireland into the kind of into the forest, less in the cities, but into the forest and, and with an intention to meet, meet people who are... They're also saying you can go to places like Aylesbury and in England, uh, Aylesbury and Glastonbury to meet and like put your feelers out to meet people that are Druids and witches and that kind of thing, because you have a lot of energy there to gain more gifts, like magical gifts from those people.
1: That's interesting. Cause I have a good friend of mine. She told me that she, um, she did some past life work and I was, I uh, I don't know how long ago was this, but uh, a, a period when there was Druids in, in England and I, the, I was a, a Druid there and I was helping her in some way. But uh, so so it's interesting that you say that. And, but also I had a, had a previous guest that I had a session with and she told me that I'm part something, Starseed. I forget actually which, um, but does that, would that matter at all? Or um, if you know what you are?
2: Yes, it helps definitely. So what what came in quite strongly just now, uh, at which star you're connected to is Orion. So the Orions have an influence on earth right now too. I'm very connected to Orion and I've lived on every star that's part of the Orion system. Mm. So they each have different qualities. So when you learn about the qualities that the Orions have in your own way, like you can either Google them, you can look on YouTube. There's lots of different places. There's a lot of articles and things like that, about the different starseed beings. So what that does, it just, it can activate you. So I'm known as starseed activator so a lot of people a lot of um starseeds if they see me on inter, um, instagram or facebook or anything like that they they have a soul recognition of me it, mm. it's nothing it's nothing really to do with my physical form it's more to do with the energy that's coming out of me but people don't realize that it, it goes more into the like it has a, a very strong impact on their um on their subconscious and then if we interact if they interact with me then they they will get feelings like they'll have like energy pulses through their body sometimes tingling uh i'll get energy showing up in my body in service to to people as well so it's like yeah it's a it's very activating uh to to be sometimes for me as well to interact with beings that i've traveled within the stars so we've probably traveled on an on in um in ireland i'm gonna say ireland but we've probably traveled in ireland because it's about to come out my mouth and orion right in in past lives of which we can then draw energy from the there's no such thing as past in um in other dimensions it's only time that only exists on the third dimension so we can literally pull that any energy from any past lives into this present moment you know once you know that you can you can with that intention you can just pull in whatever you want from past lives
1: but then wouldn't that mean that also future is kind of fuzzy as well that yeah. mm-hmm. um and then that, that's kind of scary proposition because then that would mean that there is actually oh well there is choice but it's kind of like uh because like you know how to do past life regression some people do future life and i'm kind of like well that's that's a potential that's not set in stone right
2: no you have free will you're a sovereign yeah. being yeah so I can do both. We can look into the future. We can look into the past. I'm not authorized to disclose anything from the future to anyone.
1: That's 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 cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what a like a what I call what some psychics do, um, but I'm not authorized to to go there.
1: Right, right, right. Um. Well, when we talked previously, you also were saying that you're not authorized to um. Cause I was asking if a political you...
2: sense. I yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I love to do that, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's you know what it is. I I figured out I, a lot of Irish when they come to the states. A lot, a lot of them are very politically active and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know what is it is it about Ireland, but it's a lot very, you know, uh, Kennedys and all that. So they they're very politically active. So uh, for whatever reason, maybe it's the the Celtic yeah
2: they're a very opinionated race and but then also they're very strong they've Mm. they've survived a lot i mean if the irish have have survived a lot i mean most races have actually but yeah but they're strong and opinionated and funny and that i have a lot of background in my blood from ireland Mm. from the Celts.
1: Maybe I have a like a, a long, long like his historic blood, but I don't think I have any recent like. All of it is my Slavic, for me. Um, uh-huh. Let's talk a little bit about unicorns. So when I, <laughs> this is funny.
2: Yay! My favorite topic in the whole world.
1: <laughs> is it? So when we talked before, you said that there is a dimension actually where they yep. exist, and I think. If I'm not mistaken, it's the it's the official animal of Scotland or something. Like somewhere. Wow. Uh, oh, I might be, okay, I have to Google this actually. <laughs> Unicorn so, official animal.
2: <laughs> while you're Googling that, so there is a planet where the the planet is on a different dimension. Actually, they're validating. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, official animal of Scotland. Aye oh my
0: god
2: I, <laughs> love it. I think i need to live there
1: <laughs> i don't know why like who would who would think that scotland would just
2: i love it so magical that's why
1: right they have a love for for unicorns and then they just pick picked unicorns as their national animal <clears throat>
2: it's amazing i love it <laughs> i love it so there is a so basically all planets that we can see and interact with operate and exist on the third dimension now on other dimensions the beings are visible and exist hmm. on said planet so there's a planet called uniceros and this is a planet of unicorns wow uniceros is a planet of the unicorns it's where they live so i'm going to tell you a little story about when last March, in March, 2020, when <clears throat> I, quit my, I quit my job and I started to have just all the time to myself. Like I didn't have to do anything. I started doing a course actually to, to train to be an intruder coach. So I would be woken up by my guides in the middle of the night, Round, you know probably 2 3 a.m and i would sit in meditation at that time at 3 a.m is the time when the veil is the thinnest between our dimension and the others so beings can they can manipulate our dimension more easily during those hours so hence why they say it's like really beneficial to wake up and meditate between 4 and 6 a.m in the morning also there's less mental activity and energy in the in the collective consciousness as well. So, anyway, so while I was doing that, while I was meditating one morning, I had two major experiences. So, the first major experience was I tr- teleported to my castle, my golden castle of light in the sky, and I was Athena sitting on my throne. Oh, wow. I was sitting on the throne. Literally, I was there. I, I, this was not a hallucination. This was not a vision. I was there. I physically transported there and I was just sitting there looking around and it was beautiful it was wonderful and then like then split to flying around on my unicorn literally through the stars like hi and I'm just flying around on my unicorn and we were just like tripping around she was she was she had wings and was flying around so this was one experience in meditation so I was conscious but I was also there so I was trans like it's astral traveling but I was awake Mm. so the next time is um, I think it was in the, in, within that f- few weeks of, of time, I was in meditation doing the same thing. And then this white unicorn literally came into my vision and then just went like this. and went, I am you. <laughs> <laughs> so the, what, what you have to understand about other dimensions is that in every single dimension we exist. So we are multidimensional beings. So there's one version of you here, there's one version of you in all the other dimensions doing all sorts of different things, being all sorts of different beings, but you're, you can also operate here at the same time and then there simultaneously doing what oh, you do. that's scary.
1: That, that's <laughs> scary. <laughs> I'm not controlling directly the other person, like whoever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Your soul is. <laughs>
1: right, oh okay
2: (laughs) yeah it's mind expanding isn't it
1: yes um i once asked somebody this and he had he had to think about it what happens if let's say all the dimensions that somebody exists and what if one version i mean i guess one in one dimension uh the person gets enlightened spiritually what happens to all the rest
2: it definitely has an effect on the soul it doesn't necessarily translate into the human or the other beings. So, and also to clear up what enlightenment is. So enlightenment can happen to anyone in any moment when you choose love over fear. This is the simplest like explanation and version of enlightenment is when you had a go-to of getting angry in a situation. Maybe you got angry in the same situation over and over. In, a moment of enlightenment is when you choose to forgive and accept. And move on from that, in that situation, that is enlightenment. It's it's possible and accessible for every single being.
1: So, but would would that be permanent enlightenment or just just momentary, like you get a flash?
2: Because, like
1: so, you know, I don't know if you the classically in in religion, like uh, uh, Hinduism and Buddhism i think it says something about approving the personal ego and there is no yeah i think there's classically termed as there's no personal ego as such and they, there's a state other than that that takes over
2: mm-hmm. so that's a really beautiful question and yes if if you go from the going oh i forgive you i love you oh and you're a bitch that is, that is a moment of enlightenment. <laughs> Not, <laughs>
1: that,
2: that's a moment of enlightenment. So the thing is, is that life is a choice. You choose, you get to choose every single moment as it exists. So I can choose to be in love right now. And I can choose again in this next moment and the next and the next and the next and yeah. the next. To you know stay in a state of love. With, with There I can perpetuate enlightenment every single moment if I choose. So if I then... The thing is, is that we are human. Yes. I believe that there's a state, like our soul never came out of a state of enlightenment. Our soul is always in a state of pure love. There's no possible, there's no possibility of a soul not to be fully awake, fully conscious and fully enlightened. It's just that soul has to allow the human to have the journey. Right. Yeah, go on.
1: I thought of this uh, imagine there's the, two Australians someone says do you forgive me and the other says yeah nah yeah nah <laughs> <laughs> and I know <laughs> that's such a saying in Australia yeah nah <laughs> yeah nah yeah nah <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically means no <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry it's a uh, distractive <laughs> it just came to mind like
2: but um, so, yeah, it's a choice. Each moment can yeah. be created as a moment of enlightenment. Mm. And then, okay, so as you were talking about before, compounding. So if you go, okay, I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to love you and I'm going to love myself for doing that. If you do that enough times and, and, like, feel that what that feels like, when when you do that and you feel what that feels like, it, feel, it feels amazing. It's mm. so bliss. It's so like it feels like a warm, cozy blanket to be in. And then if you choose to do that again and again and again, and it becomes your life, then you, you perpetuate your state of enlightenment for as long as you can. And then when you slip out of that and you like forget momentarily, which happens, and you go more into the human condition, and maybe you're feeling hurt or angry, or which obviously is inevitable, it's inevitably going to happen at, as a human. Then you feel what difference that feels like. It's like, okay, cool. How can I get back to a state of love? How can I come back to the state right. of forgiveness? Because it's painful. But although that is necessary, this is a dichotomy. This is the divine dichotomy is that, yes, you're already in a state of enlightenment. So, state of enlightenment is your natural state. Is but then coming out of it, oh, my God, God wants me to like share this book, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know the conversation was with this, god This
2: addresses exactly what I'm talking about right now is that you cannot go to something if you don't know its opposite. So you cannot go to happiness if you haven't known sadness. You can't oh, wow. go to love if you haven't known. Uh, hatred is not the opposite of love, of indifference you cannot know fear if you haven't known peace you you cannot go to one state if you have you know you can't go to enlightenment if you haven't known ego so you you cannot go to that state had you not known its opposite so this is what god god oh my god this this book god talks about everything he talks about i have split myself into all of you I am all of you. You are God embodied so that I can experience myself and know myself and feel and see and like have a full visceral experience of myself in as many different ways as I possibly can. So know that you're completely, you're, you are me. It's you're not God. Like you are God Mm. and God is all experiencing each other so that you can learn about yourself.
1: So, um, when people do uh, come for your uh, to have a session with you, so what kind of um, services or what can you do for them?
2: Sure. So the best place to look for that is my website. It's sarajstrongcom forward slash offerings. And so there's lots of different things we have. A, there's a playground of yumminess uh, to play in. So the first offering for a one on one session is a forty five minute session, which If you'd like a coaching session, you bring a topic, like one topic in and we coach deep on that one topic. If you'd like a channeling session, it's the same time, it's 45 minutes. You bring in lots and lots of different questions and then I just channel the answers for you. So they're the two options for a one-on-one. Then the two options for groups there's three options for groups actually there's a we do a meditation we call it meditation bliss out and mini channel party i do a mini channel for every single person on the call and then we go into a beautiful meditation which is channeled from spirit every single time no meditation is different no meditation is the same that's every tuesday night and a very small cost and then that's every single week and then you get a recording, you can get a recording of the whole session and a recording of the single meditation as well in, included in, in the cost. And so the other two workshops I do are Awakening the Divine Feminine, which is a two hour workshop. I do those regularly. The next one coming up is the 9th of October, um, 1 to 3 p.m. PST. Mm-hmm. And then the other group is the Starseed star Activation Workshop, which is the next, the next one of those is on the 23rd of October. So both of those, I take multiple people, we do all sorts of yummy things in the Awaken the Divine Feminine, we start with doing meditation, we also do card readings, and you can get channeled information through for in support of the Awakening, your Divine Feminine within. And then in the Starseed workshops, we do things like light, light code activation, DNA activation, all sorts of like we do meditations that will be connecting you to your galactic families and learning about your origins, learning about your past lives, Mm. all sorts of things like that as well. So all of those are on my offerings page. There's a small description of each of those offerings there. And uh, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm Sarah underscore the T H E Sarah with an H underscore T H E underscore strong S T R O N G on Instagram and Sarah strong on Facebook um so it's easier to add me on instagram because facebook i get filled up oh <laughs> yeah
1: that's so. the same thing with me now i'm close to five thousand, and like uh, i have to look at for people that um uh i can remove <laughs> but,
2: if you're adding me on facebook write me a, a message on messenger saying that you saw this podcast and i'll add you on facebook
1: yeah it's um well by the way were you using um channeling a little bit in the in this podcast
2: absolutely i don't do much without channeling because i call in all my guides at the very beginning i ask for their guidance like they i'm my main purpose on this planet is for the ascension of all beings and earth mother earth herself so this is you know my light worker so and i'm getting like it's like literally my whole vision just started to spin and my third eye is like fully activating right now just saying that so my guides know i call them all in at the beginning of this at the beginning of the call and then you know certain information that give me visions like i've, I've read a lot of spiritual books so they they kind of like they'll show me different things like they'll to, to mention that kind of is very relevant for everyone right now. So it's, it's, you know, I know the world is, um is yeah. just going through major up right now, emotionally, yes. mentally, spiritually, socially, psychologically, and all of these tools, like, you know, reading conversations with God or, or autobiography of a Yogi or listening to any of the masters that I mentioned, or going into a deep meditation practice, all of these things are super practical, you know, to help people on their journey. Actually, There's another book that um, I've written called live wild, live free Mm. available on Amazon that helps you structure your day around like a a practice, a meditation practice, a spiritual practice so that you can have and live the most joyful life. And then another book uh, is also book of mantras, Bible of Ascension is also I wrote or I actually channeled all of that book through from the divine and that is also an ascension tool, so that's also available on Amazon.
1: Awesome! I'll, I'll put all those links and books in the description of okay. uh, either the video or uh, if you're listening to the podcast, the podcast will so be there. So um, awesome! But by, by the way, last thing: what's the? You said Orion. Is that, uh, is that a place where like uh, what kind of race lives there?
2: So. So Orion is a star system.
1: Mm. It's
2: visible in a, in the night sky here. Okay. And uh, all sorts of beings live there. So obviously there's one star that's called Orion. There's other stars that are called all sorts of different I think Alpha Centauri is one of the stars. There's also all different stars. I don't I don't remember them all of their names. But in each of those stars generally the the beings are called what the star is called so the orions are the orions and there was a a planet called mintaka that's no longer there it imploded just through oh uh, wow astra, astra like a, like that
1: uh story of superman and his planet exploding kind of like that
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's just what stars do stars just go through a life cycle it can be yeah, thousands yeah. of light years but they go through a cycle and then they just die. Some some stars just die, and that's what happened with Mintaka. But so the Mintakans were from there, and it was a it was a planet of it was water. It was a water planet and very oh. very magical water planet. So that no longer exists. But the mintakans and I channel. I, I was mintakan and I channel some very amazing energy from that planet. They're telling me to do that today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um cool so is the earth now okay this will be the last question before we finish. <laughs> is yeah. there because this is a really big question is is humanity progressing or is it regressing because what i'm seeing now especially in australia sadly is kind of sad to me so what's what's your take on this
2: so um, there is a split <laughs> going on so Mm. new earth is being created right now so with us all of us lightworkers all of our starseed beings we're all holding a vision of new earth so new earth is based on truth and unconditional love whereas the this old earth the third dimensional earth and the new earth resonates at a fifth dimensional energy so this is very difficult for also for the human mind to to comprehend but just so you can have a comprehension of it, so the three D old Earth is here. Five D new Earth is being created here simultaneously. What actually, while we're in it, it's like wow. one in the same. So, what will happen? This is a description. This is not factual. Okay. So, what will happen is that new Earth is being created, and it's ascending. So, truth and unconditional love cannot operate with the greed and the heaviness the greed-based society that 3d old earth operates at so right essentially this is what it's going to look like conceptually is that we're raised to the fifth dimension
1: well, and what then, happens to everybody that's not there
2: so that the consciousness of the beings has to be at a high enough vibration to be in new earth, which, okay, for example, these are some of the things people out there can start to do that can help change their vibration. Okay, so a plant-based or vegetarian diet is really, is essential. Uh, not, not absolutely imperative, but it will definitely help, even if you do it for a short amount of time and then mm. to help you kind of in like, lock into that energy field. So um, reducing how much TV and Instagram and all social media that you do mindlessly. Right. It's about the mindlessness. If you're doing it consciously and you're going on to help people or read positive things or do spiritual practices or whatever, doing it with a consciousness, obviously not 10 hours a day. So, you know, having balance in your social media. So basically less media, less meat, more meditation, more time in nature uh less complaining, less negative thinking, which also meditation will help with all of these kinds of things. and and then having practices in your life that bring you joy. because joy is the highest vibrational emotion and it will help you to like stay in a, a much higher vibration emotional vibrational energy and then hence allow you to to ease into the fifth dimensional new earth energy that we, we're all ascending. That's, that's something that is hard to comprehend that literally 3d earth is still ascending. And so is they kind of, they, they're in it together. It's just, some people are having a different experience, right? Some people are just in pain and everything is horrible. And whereas other people are in pain, but know that it's a journey, <laughs> know that it's right. not the end, the <laughs> end result. So yeah, that's a really good question. It's just, So everyone has free will and everyone has choice. So if people are choosing peace and love and joy and choosing to have those as their go-to, they will start to create the fifth dimensional energy in their lives. The world won't look different. It won't look different. It's just your experience of what you're in will be a different experience.
1: So there won't be anything different, like looking wise, but there'll be energetically, it'll be different.
2: Yes. Mm. So maybe your ch- job will change. Maybe you could like move cities or so if, things could change. Like physically, they can absolutely change, but your experience of life will be different.
1: Mm. Maybe so if you, you,
2: hate your, if mm. you hate your job, maybe you'll leave and you do something that's more, you know, vibrationally, a, a, a more vibrational match to where you're going
1: awesome awesome some sounds good i hope uh uh it will take a long time though it'll it take years or
2: it takes years i mean mm, yeah. the, the intel that i've got is like over 30 years
1: over so 30 it's years
2: not, it's oh. not a short it's not do we have an accelerated time and then as as things as things form they'll definitely come more into form after you know after time
1: Okay, awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. Very interesting.
2: It's my pleasure.
1: And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening or watching the podcast.
2: Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much.